Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Jay Christie, longtime Psych fan, joined as always by my co-host, first-time Psych fan, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? The whistles go, woo! <laughs> how did we just, I thought we got all of the bub rub anecdotes out. No, man, anyway. it's stuck in my head, it's stuck in my head, badly, Okay, so we, we've, been, <laughs> we've been discussing the 2006 viral video, Bub Rub. Um, and we'll just, yes, of course. Uh, apologies for that. I'm going to have to lower that volume. Um, thank you so much for going. First, in the first seconds you speak on the pod, you give me work to do. I really appreciate that. Um, it was very nice of you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. But anyway, we're not here to talk I'm about good, I'm good. How are you? How are you? I'm sorry. I'm okay. But we're not here to talk about, bro. We're talking about uh, episode 13, first season of Psych. Game, set, murder. Uh and you know, I you completely cannot believe. I thought we were done with the bubble conversation. I just derailed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the first time. Um, no. But anyway, yeah, it's a little episode about tennis. You you a big tennis guy? Uh, I don't really care to watch it that much anymore because I don't. Uh, once like Nadal and Federer kind of like weren't dominant anymore, I don't really care. Um, I never like. I was never a Djokovic guy, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I like to play. Yeah, I watch it if it's like it. I watch it if it's like the U.S. Open or Wimbledon. And it's on. The thing about me, and I think you're similar with me. Actually, I, I think there's probably some exceptions, but there's basically no sport I won't watch if it's on. You know, like I'm, just, I, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I guess the thing for me is specifically, mm. I'm almost always on my computer. Like, and if I'm watching a movie, because I watch movies all the time, if I'm watching a movie that I don't actually care about that much, I almost need sports on in the background. So, like, you'll see me watching like a shitty mid-2000s comedy and then having, like, tennis on in the background. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of when I'm watching tennis, you know? Yeah, you know, you're better than me. I can't even do that. Like, if I'm at a bar and, like, during a certain time of the year when, like, everything's wrapped up and all that's playing is, like, hockey, I just, I don't even look at the TV. Oh, Okay. The only watch. hockey, the only hockey games I like are like the the Winter Classics, the ones that are outside. Like that's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, hockey is incredible if it's like late in the game and it's the playoffs. It's like the equivalent of doing a line of coke and then jumping out of a helicopter um, when it's like sudden death. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I was watching freaking golf in the background this weekend, so like I can watch anything yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see that when I thought of the exception, I'm like, there's no way Andre has the patience to watch golf. But it's, no. it's, it's not the patience; it's like you know, it's, you're doing something else, and it's like, oh, that was a nice spot. Anyway, tennis. Um, yeah, I'm not a big tennis guy. Excuse me. Um, never really played it. Kind of a, it's one of those sports that, like, you know, unless you are out of a country club or your dad is Richard Williams, you're probably not getting into it. Um, and so. Yeah, well, no, I like I like I like to play tennis. Um, I at some point I thought I was halfway decent, but I definitely haven't played in like a decade. So that's... yeah, I never really played. I played I played a little bit because my parents now play because now that they live in a uh, gated community, um, and it I, it's the only sport that I think I naturally have a better aptitude for than my twin brother. So I maybe when we would just like play against each other just for fun, uh, I'm always the less athletic, and somehow I'm better at tennis than he is, and that's a big point of pride for me, even though we don't play it that much. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, anyway, um, you know, I also might be a little bit better at basketball than Michael. I don't know. It's hard to say. Anyway, um, one thing I'm definitely not better than him at is the game Battleship, which is how this episode starts. Um, what's your, t- what's your experience with Battleship? 
I don't think I ever had it growing up, like in my house, but I, I've definitely played it before. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I, I it's a lucky game. It's not really anything you can be skilled at. I would imagine. Yeah, I would think right. Just guess. It's first. only like to know like the shapes of the ships, but yeah, yeah, or to like know the your, the other person's tendencies, like whether they do like vertically more, horizontally, yeah. or whatever. Now, have you seen the movie Battleship? That's the one with Alexander Skarsgård and Rihanna? Alexander Skarsgård, Liam Neeson, and Rihanna. I have not seen it. I haven't, no. I think I've seen, like, a clip of it, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. One of my favorite fun facts about it is I forget exactly the reason why, but because of, like, a deal that Universal signed with Hasbro, the movie had to be over, like, $200 million in a budget, even though, like, that wasn't what they were planning on doing. And so it has, like, it's, like, one of the most expensive movies ever made, despite the fact that it's one of those like bizarre Hollywood things where it's like we'll lose money if we don't spend two hundred million dollars on this. Um, Is anyway. wait, wasn't um Dennis Quaid in that movie too? Or no? no, I don't think so. I think you're. I think I think Liam Neeson's giving Dennis Quaid energy. Um, okay, maybe. But anyway, we see we see that we learn that uh, Sean was cheating at Battleship by basically not having any pieces on the board, um, and Henry instills the lesson about trust. You got to trust your friends, your partners. Um, and then he says that as punishment, Sean will have to play with one less piece, which I don't think he knows how Battleship works because that is an advantage. Yeah, it's an <laughs> advantage. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's grounded. And yeah, you know, don't cheat at board games, people. The only game that I accept cheating at is like Monopoly. And that's like not cheating. I would just do like a secret stash where like I would just like hide like a $500 bill so people thought I would be broke and then I would just come come out the See, woodwork. I don't know if that's cheating. Would you believe that uh, I'm, and I always will. I try to. I I point myself as the, as the banker whenever I play Monopoly, and if the people don't know me that well, they're like, "Oh shit, Jake's about to cheat." And people who do know me well, it's like, "Yeah, Jake is not gonna cheat." <laughs> like I just, yeah, you know, yeah, I, no, I, you're such a boy scout. There's no way I would think you'd actually. Do yes, that. it's 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 honestly less that I'm a boy scout and more that I rules are how i have fun and that is the lamest thing i can say about myself and so like it being organized yeah. is how i enjoy it um anyway uh isn't it crazy that you did a podcast with me for like a year and a half and then you said let's do it again <laughs> you're an idiot I, just um, I have too much free time yeah you and me both so anyway um we cut to um police station cut to the police station sean's trying to get a case from jewels um, and at when he's there, he over he overhears. Why? Why is he trying to get a case? Oh, because Gus is out of town. Gus is out of town at a retreat, some sort of pharma college, pharma. What do you call it? Pharmaceutical sales. He's a pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical sales. Yeah, pharmaceutical sales retreat. You know, one of those things. Those trust building. I've mm -hmm. I've been there. Sadly, not the pharmaceutical. I, thankfully, ones, I never I've have, and I never really intend to. I hope I never have a job. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so he so Gus is out of town doing that, and Sean, you know, he's he's lonely. He's he's one of Los Lonely Boys, and uh, mm -hmm. and he heaven's too far to drive to. So I was fucking gonna do that. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, go on. No, uh, he's trying to get a case, and he sees a what we a dad concerned about his daughter who's missing, who we see as a tennis player. Um, and then so he has, like, a psychic moment where he basically, like, divines a tennis player being missing. Yes, correct. Um, and Lassiter wants to throw his hat into the, not the ring, but the court, let's just say. Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. wants the case, but, uh, you know, uh, 
what's it called Vic just kind of says that he's got a lot on his plate. So, you know, and, and so Sean does this whole thing where he, like you said, divines that there's a whole, that this case is specifically about a tennis player or whatever. And she suggests that maybe they team up on this one, which Sean seems to be more than okay with. And obviously Lassie less. So it seems. Yes. And this tennis player's name is uh, Deanna Sirtis, which I saw from the X-ray trivia, which I should have realized already. I'm disappointed in myself. But because it's this is the way I tend to name characters, Deanna Sirtis is a combination of the actress uh, Marina Sirtis, who in Star Trek: The Next Generation played uh, Deanna Troy. So it's taking her fictional character's first name and the actual actress's last name and putting them together. Right. Okay. I mean, that's how I basically that's how I come up with names. I generally will take a person I know first name and a person I know his last name and put them together. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Um, I once wrote a pilot. In college, um, where every character's last name was a member of the 2014 Utah Jazz. Continue. Uh, okay. I don't know what to do with that one. Um, I was just like, why <laughs> is there a Hayward, a Burks? Um, uh, who else was there? I, I don't remember the Ingles? other ones. But no, I don't think Ingles. Because I picked the pretty obvious names. Like the names that don't sound, that don't Gobert? stick. Gobert? No, because there's no one French in it. It took place in a, a district attorney's office. Continue. Anyways, uh, yeah, so when this all was going down and, like, they start to mention that there's, um, okay, well, I'll get into it right now. Basically, the, she was supposed to go to the airport last mm-hmm. night to go to a tournament in Tokyo, and she yes. didn't make it. Last time she was seen was at tennis practice the morning of, mm-hmm. um, and so Sean also notices there's some sort of, like, newspaper article about a stalker and so he mm-hmm. suggests that maybe they look into felix alvarez who is the yeah. stalker which when this is all happening i don't remember exactly why what the motivation was for monica Sellis to get stabbed on the court but i kind of thought this was going in that direction yeah i actually don't i think it was a stalker too or some kind um yeah, yeah that's one of the craziest things that's ever happened um yeah it's simultaneously one of the craziest things that's ever happened and also crazy that it hasn't happened since. I assume just the security's good. But, man, people are, uh... I think it was a guy... Surprise, surprise. Um, who, like, convinced himself... Excuse me, we record these late at night. Who convinced himself that they were, in like, in love. And he was, yeah. You know how men can be delusional. I mean... Yeah, so I hear. Um, I, I'm trying to see this. Uh, ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, allegedly, it could have been because of, uh, in relation to the Yugoslav Wars. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, remember, I was wrong then. I must have confused it with something else. Anyway, uh, I hope Monica Sells is doing well. I know she doesn't publicly comment on the incident, um, yeah. which, uh, understandable. I kind of feel bad for her because, like, it's not like she was, like, some rando tennis player. Like, she was a great tennis player, but when she dies, the first line of her obituary is going to be that she got stabbed, unfortunately. <laughs> like, it, just, I mean, it is what it is. Um, like, same with Nancy Kerrigan. Like, what do you want me to do, you know? Um, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean's just they synchronized their watches, um, which is, I only mentioned that because I remember this was the first time I ever heard that term. And then there's a good bit really? where they try to go, yeah. I mean, well, I was like 11 when this episode came out. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, they try to get through the door. And then we cut to Gus's camp, and there was no trust fall, uh, and it's, yeah, it's just, just the cheesiest thing, not a place you want to be. Yeah, I think I've told you before, but I had, when I first 
okay, funny enough, the company that I work with now is one that I worked with, you know, two years ago. I worked there for like six years and then I was, you know, because of the pandemic, it got a little dicey. So I left and found another place. But my first week there, when I first started working there, was we had to go to this like retreat. Like, uh, yeah, it's like they're all into like this kind of like self-improvement kind of movement. It was called fuck, I forgot what it was called. Elevate, I think what it, was, what it was called. And so we had to do all this shit, like literally like say like the worst things that's ever happened to us. And like people were crying. Like I showed up high as a fucking kite. So I was just like kind of laughing at everything. I'm surprised I didn't get fired right off rip. Um, but some of the crazier shit I had to do was I had to like walk on broken glass, which was like bullshit broken glass. Like it was kind of like, I don't know, manipulated to a way where it seemed like it was like going to cut you, but it actually wasn't going to. Um, but the one thing that was like super real was I had to like go between two people had to go and bend a piece of rebar with just using your collar, like your, whatever this phone is, you know? Yeah. Uh, clavicle. Your clavicle. So you just like, like move towards each other and it would like bend and it fucking Mm -hmm. happened. It worked. And then the last thing was we had to walk on hot coals and I did it once and Mm -hmm. I was like, that's nothing so then i tried it again the second time i burned my feet and i was like fuck <laughs> i feel like i'd be fine with the hot coals because i am and this is very unusual and this is why i think people don't understand obsessive compulsive disorder because this wouldn't make a lot of sense for most people but i am a unless i am outside of the house i'm never wearing socks i wear barefoot everywhere all the time um in fact when I'm, in, when I'm at home in florida if i'm going unless i'm that range extends to the end of the driveway. Like if I have to go get the mail, I just don't, I just go barefoot, which is bad and probably not good. In the, but my, what I'm saying is that my feet are incredibly calloused. So I think I would basically feel nothing. If, right. uh, do your feet get cold though? Yes. Incredibly cold, but I just okay. deal with it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know why I'm like this. Uh, what are your um, thoughts on sleeping with socks on? Uh, I, people can do what they want. I start thinking is I started doing it. Cause when I was in, Middle school, I got athlete's foot. This is getting personal, but I got athlete's foot. And what I learned about athlete's foot is that while the hard, the thing about you, basically preventing getting it on you is very hard. The thing is a lot of people just get the fungus on them, but it can't grow, so it dies. And I was a socks on all the time kid before this. And if your feet are that hot, especially if you live in Florida, you it grows easier. And so I was told basically to never wear socks around the house while I was trying to get rid of it. Um, and right. after that, I just stopped wearing socks. Um, and in case anyone's currently dealing with athlete's foot, don't use any of the creams and stuff. Just take gauze, put rubbing alcohol on it, rub it around your feet and sleep with it on. Um, that's a little J Christie tip. It works like a charm. Yeah. And please take off your socks when you're having sex also. It's a weird look. Mm, especially if you're not wearing anything. <laughs> anyway, um, Gus gets a call from Sean and we learned We're that. We're in mid-season uh, form, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've, I've tried it. I tried the boom, tough acting, tenactin. John Madden lied to me. It didn't work. Um, uh, t- tennis player ranked 147th in the world. Um, but we learned that Gus doesn't want to leave because he wants to get a big, like a, a whale of a doctor on his route. You know, um, that yeah. he's trying to brown nose. Yeah. Apparently, this doctor could like pay. He could, it could cover like everything that he would need to get paid for. Like he would be flush with cash. If he were to, able to yes. land this doctor. Apparently he prescribes in bulk. And what is this? It looks like he has a gigantic uh, sponsorship from the Sackler family. That's strange. No. Uh, um, I, knew that was, I knew that was coming. 
Yeah, I'm no, sorry. It, Immediately prescribes in bulk. Prescribes yeah. in bulk is not a good phrase. Anyway, Gus is elected to use the sharing stick, um, which is always fun. Uh, and thankfully, and not, and not ominous sounding at all. No, but thankfully, Sean got him an out. He called and said that Gus's grandmother uh, broke her hip. Well, she fell yeah. in the shower. Yeah, she slipped in the tub. Mm-hmm. And so now Sean and Gus head over to Deanna's, like her parents' house, her father's house, her dad's house, but that she lives there. Well, yeah, okay. I'm still a little bit confused about that whole thing, but yeah. I mean, uh, I already went on my screen against Marv Marinovich on a previous episode, so you don't need to. I, you people know how I feel about sports parents, so uh, I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, you can go back to the second episode and listen to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're checking out her place and the girl loved photos of herself is what i can say you know mm-hmm. great good good for her she's a good looking uh young lady uh why not you know uh, mm-hmm. appreciate your your youth and your beauty while you have it yes and in the room they have a security camera because of felix alvarez um and sean gets the father to leave the room and turn off the camera by talking about how spirits can be bashful grumpy he does like the dwarves he doesn't get the doc because that doesn't make sense it's always strange strange thing about the fact that six of the seven dwarves are uh adjectives and one is a title. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Uh I hope that is they this address the, is that. this the is this the first Snow White reference on this show? I feel like I've been seeing that a lot lately. I don't know why. I don't know, but I will say I'm hoping that Disney rectifies that. I hope that they spend a full five minutes in the new Snow White movie <laughs> addressing that um is there a new Snow White movie? Yeah, it's yeah, uh, with uh, Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot uh, coming March twenty twenty three. Oh my god! Enough. All right. I yeah. mean, they're gonna do all of them. That's the thing. The, the problem is they're gonna do all of them. I think I think they're basically done now, unless they want to do like a Sword in the Stone and the Black Cauldron. Um, but they're basically done. Uh, well, I can't wait till they do. Uh, what's that one that was like super that they had to Song of the South? Down? Yeah, I can't wait till they do that one. Yeah. That's, uh, anyway, uh, so, (laughs) so they look in her jewelry case and they see that despite the expensive jewelry that her father got there, we, I don't even want to open up the can of worms of what it, I don't even want to think about that. Um, but there's a cheap piece of jewelry that is an eternity ring that Gus recognizes because he gave it to Jessica Chan. Yeah. Um, and Jessica Chan apparently gave Gus the best three months of his life, minus maybe the last month when it was like, uh you know, going to end. She lied um, about being in witness protection is the way that she broke up with him, which is funny. Yeah. I mean, that's in a town like Santa Barbara, if you're in LA, okay, maybe you can get away with that. If you move to the West side, if you're on the East side mm-hmm, or whatever, yeah. but Santa Barbara, I can't imagine that's going to fly or last very long. No, no, you, you got to time it with an actual move. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you actually are moving to another place, you know, but I'm just also, curious like, when uh, this took place, like high school, college. I think probably high school, um, but anyway, we cut to uh, they re- they realize that she has some mystery lover because that's not where her bi- dad would buy her. So they cut to them following Lassie, and they mention a secret boyfriend, but Lassie, of course, is like this not evidence. And then we see Henry show up with a bunch of Sean's junk that he has to clear out of his attic, um, and he's going to donate to the Goodwill now. And Sean, of course, needs to save his white steak T-shirt. And what does Gus need to save? His, uh, it's a jacket. I, I have an Airwolf windbreaker. Um, yes. yeah, 
Is this like a Nike kind of thing? I guess? No, Airwolf was a an eighties TV show about a helicopter. Like uh, it was He's, like for real. I I, I what well, I've never lied to you. I, I don't think ever on this podcast. <laughs> I this is just crazy to me because like I I've like tertiary tertiary. Tertiarily? How do you say that word? Tertiarily, I assume, is what you're looking for. But I tertiarily, like, yeah, I think it is. Um, I've heard that, like, uh, of a lot of things, um, and I've never heard of Airwolf, ever. Like, not once. Yeah, it was, because that's when specifically Sean says that uh, John Michael Vincent is the only person who still has one. He was the star of Airwolf. Um, it looks like Ernest Borgnine was on there. It was created by Donald P. Belisario, who created a lot of TV, like Quantum Leap, all the NCISs, Magnum P.I., <sighs> Um, and whose daughter is Troy and Belisario, apparently. Yes, and who whose stepson is uh, Sean Marie, who has been on NCIS from the beginning. You want to talk about a Nepo baby? Um, sorry, Nepo step baby. Uh, and in, a, in another USA tie, Troyan is married to Patrick Pat- J. Adams from Suits of course. fame. Yes, uh, the pride of Canada, Patrick J. Adams. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... I, I just remember the Airwolf Windbreaker because something about Dulé Hill's literally of, this is my Airwolf Windbreaker is one of my things. I love that. Um, yeah. But lastly, you see something important there. He's a custom fishing rod. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I would imagine that's pricey. I, I don't know. I've never been fishing in my life. You and me both. I'm shocked that you haven't been. I mean, I grew up in Florida, but also, like, my the thing to keep in mind is a lot of stuff I – have a Florida things that are done in the broader community or at school. I have a very Florida experience, but my parents are born and raised in Rockland County, New York. They're not big fishing. You know what I mean? So like you go fishing yeah. with your family. I, it wouldn't, they wouldn't do it, you know? And also the thing too, is I feel like fishing is generally, I mean, you can obviously fish in the Gulf coast, but it's not a huge thing unless you have a boat and we didn't have a boat. And so generally speaking, I feel like most people I know who went fishing a lot growing up, go actually uh freshwater fishing at least on the east coast generally that's what people do um and there was not a lot like i mean people i knew who went fishing would go to like lakes or would go like into the peace river we lived around this river called the peace river um probably an ironic name given i know that there were a lot of uh violence around it in uh this 16 1700s um and also the caloosahatchee river which is a fun name to say and uh but no we never we didn't have a boat we never went fishing um but Last, he's he's itching to get back out on the blue. Yeah, he's he's itching to go fishing and uh and and go, maybe join Henry and catch some snappers out there. Which I'm just curious to see if snappers are actually prevalent in that area. I don't know. I think they are. I think snapper is a saltwater fish. Okay, um, is there a difference between snapper and a red snapper? Uh, there's different breeds of snapper, but d- d- does he say snapper or red snapper? He just says snapper. Snapper Pacific Ocean. But I've only ever heard of. Red snappers, uh, yeah, but you, yeah, you would because it's specific. Red snapper is in the yeah, it's exactly where it would be. Um, and in the photo, the what I'm looking at now looks like what they see in the photo on the fridge, so I think they're talking about red snapper. Um, yeah, I think so too. My uh, my area I'm from is one of the is the tarpon capital of America, uh, which is a type of freshwater fish that's also in brackish water. Do you know what brackish water is? It's like half salt, half correct. Uh, this is the thing you because. Charlotte County is on an estuary, and so you learn. I was going to say, about. is it like in an estuary? Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, but it's notable the tarpon because my high school is the only high school in all of like the twenty thousand in the United States that has the tarpon as a mascot. Little fun fact. Um, Guess what my high school mascot was? Uh, give me some hint. I'm obviously not going to get it. 
it's a human person and it's my high school is called providence so it oh is matches. it the friars no it's it's the same letter oh the providence patriots the priests no no uh the pioneers yes nailed it i mean i love nicknames i remember that me and good friend michael springthorpe once did a thing where we went through every single division one school and we decided that no school should be allowed to share names. And so we had, we came up with new names for like half of division one because we didn't think like, we don't like that. There's a million tigers. It's like, no, you have to come up with your own thing. Um, yeah. That Google doc is still somewhere. And I don't think uh, there's ever been any tigers in Auburn ever. No. Yeah. We, we try to make it local. Um, you know, yeah. uh, and we, we argued about it a lot. Um, What's your favorite was, mascot? I know my favorite is. like name. It, yeah, it's name. hard to say. What was yours? Um, the Chanticleers. Oh, the Chanticleers! Yeah, the fighting chickens. That's actually that is the best one. That actually is the best one because they're fighting chickens. Um, I also um, I love I like weird ones that are like so like I love the fact that uh, University of Missouri Kansas City is the ruse for kangaroos because they the zoo there happened to get a kangaroo when they named like as in the 1900s people were just naming shit willy-nilly like that like we just got a kangaroo in town we got to be the kangaroos now um yeah yeah anyway so the, henry invites him out for 5 a.m the next day one of the also reasons i never wanted to go fishing um i there's just nothing you don't, in the you world. don't seem like an early riser i uh am a I, I can count on zero hand since I started this job that I'm now out of the office again, I can count on one hand the amount of days I was not running to the subway because I woke up too late. I just am not I, I waking up is the hardest thing of my day. Um yeah. Go to sleep forced. earlier, pal. I could, but I don't want to do that. And so it, you, you, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean uh-huh. anyway, they go to the, the the country club that she practices at and they meet a girl who was hitting with her. Um and Sean introduces Gus as and I was noting a nickname. Vernus Lambert Watkins. Yeah, great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 out of 10, no notes. Um, and so Sean's going to interrogate them while Vernus, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, spars, I don't know, that mm-hmm. practices scrimmages with this girl. Mm-hmm. And Gus is getting into it. You know, not too bad considering he didn't really stretch too much. He was just, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah apparently he bad. played it. Yeah. He, he played, right? Who? Gus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Dulé Hill's an athletic guy. He's obviously famously a tap dancer, so he's he's got light on his feet. Um, I did not know he was a tap dancer. Yeah, they, it's a thing that they incorporate into his character. But yeah, Dulé Hill is like a really he's a, he's a, one of those classic song and dance man type guys. Yeah, he does a lot of theater and stuff. Um, I see. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so there, Eve is talking, and you know about uh, Deanna. There's a bit where. Gus emulates John Macaron was like, that was online, out my head. You know, he does the whole thing. I didn't um, catch that, yeah. But basically what this girl says is that all, that Deanna was boy crazy. She wasn't thinking about, sir, she wasn't thinking about love in the score. She was thinking about love with the guys, you know? Nice, nice, yes. Um, yeah, she couldn't focus, uh, and that was her biggest problem. And I guess she starts, she makes a reference to her starting to see another player on the tour a man yep. by the name of doug lenmar yes uh, his, his name might as well be uh red herring because he's not the guy but yeah i know yeah. i'm like where's this who's gonna play doug um yeah. but we learn so, that this yeah. caused an argument with her dad yeah yeah it's clear and that's kind of 
yeah, it's exactly. It's a little bit confusing, but it seems that this might this uh, rogue piece of jewelry mm-hmm. that was found at her dad's house mm-hmm. belonged to somebody else, and maybe Doug was the one that provided that. Yes. But on their way out after, well, well, you're forgetting an important thing that Sean, what? when uh, Eve mentions that, uh, like mentions the story, Sean describes responds with, "Wow, how grody." And I appreciated that because I just sent you a text message. And this is from another time I proved this. In like 2011, I made it, I tried to bring back the word Brody and it didn't work, but I, it was, I tried really hard. Um, you know, that yeah. wasn't like a word that was ever really around here that much. Yeah. Anyway, um, sad stuff. But yeah, so we learned that Doug was in Tokyo. So obviously he couldn't be it. But then Gus brings up an obvious point, I think maybe she's hiding maybe she's not missing maybe she's not kidnapped at all right but also like if doug was in tokyo why didn't she go there to go see him right like which is yeah something's not adding up so sean thinks about some other clues that he might have that some other things that he's he's seen or noticed and Mm -hmm. he remembers she had a specific sort of nail design of a palm tree so they're gonna go get some mani pedis yes which is the thing I keep saying I'm going to do and I've never done. Um, I, it, you know, I, I, because I, I, as everyone knows, this is a canonical thing about Jake Christie. It's like good memory OCD has gigantic toes. So like, I think it would be really good for me if I did. So I need to get on that at some point. Have you ever considered sleeping on a perch? On a defined perch. <laughs> like oh, like a, be- like <laughs> my toes aren't that big. And also the thing is because I have large toes, my feet cramp really easily if I like do something like that. Um, and so, no, I'm not going to do that. But good idea. You'd probably you'd probably be really good at like those like um, <laughs> was it? Have you ever seen American Gigolo? I have not actually. American Psycho. Actually, really weird that those two things are kind of similar now that I think about it. Where they have those like things that they hook into the into the right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, the thing that the the <laughs> one thing that I am I mean that requires core strength. The th- the one advantage it does have is that basically anything bigger than a sock, I don't need to bend down to put into a hamper. <laughs> like that's really the only advantage I have. Um, because because okay. the thing is, most things you want to grab, you don't want your feet to touch. So it's not really a, a positive thing, you know. Oh but I'm, I, I'm just speaking the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go so they go so they go to the, the place and they sneak on the computer and they notice that Deanna's dad's house is the billing address, but the shipping address is not the same. Uh, it's a secret apartment that they got to get to because like this is the, her hideaway, but they're not the first ones to get there. Right. Okay. So two things. One. Okay. Who the fuck goes to like a nail salon and orders stuff to be delivered to them? Great question. I don't know. That's one. Two. Uh, oh yeah, you also missed that. She was there yesterday. Oh so, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was there yesterday, so she's not missing. She's somewhere. She's just not where she's supposed to be. Yes. Uh, and, and where so is she? They, yeah. So they follow that address, um, also in Santa Barbara. So she didn't go too far. Um, mm-hmm. They go there, and unfortunately for them and for her, I guess, or maybe just for her, uh, police and the ambulance are in front, and she's being stretchered out, and she appears to have some sort of head wound. Uh, yeah. She's got like you know bandages around her head, mm-hmm. it's blood stained, and Jules, you know, she gets her her time in the in the spotlight, and she says that this isn't a missing person; it's attempted murder now. 
I don't know if that's literally what she says, but yeah, that's the gist. Something like that. And so they go inside, and sorry, Sean first notices that there's a cheap necklace, so it's likely that the boyfriend was there. And we conspicuously meet a crime scene photographer who apparently knew Henry Spencer. That's not important. Let's move on. And so they poke around a little bit, um, and we we learn that they found that the cops found this place because. there was a uh, an Indian restaurant that she frequented nearby, and they f- you know talked to people and they found it. Um, mm-hmm. And Shaw notices that one there are a bunch of photos of her again, and then there is a missing trophy that is seen in one of the photos, but not on the shelf. Yeah, not only that, there's two missing wine glasses, mm-hmm. which I thought they were like actually like champagne flutes, but whatever, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but I guess the easiest way to tell that a man has been staying in an apartment is that the toilet seat is up. Yeah, which that just shows that her boyfriend wasn't just a boy. He was also rude. Like, yes. I mean, come on. The thing, cause the thing I never understood about leaving the toilet seat up is it's guys got a shit too. Like, I live in an apartment with just guys, and I put it down all the time because I don't know what – because if I, I'll say this. You do unto others as you want done unto you. If I was like running home, like I really got to take a shit, I wouldn't want that toilet seat to be up. You know, mm-hmm. people are just rude, yeah. and it's it's a problem. But they get kicked out of the, the crime scene because the you know they're being annoying, and Gus has to go back to his retreat. <laughs> but we see that they're putting uh, for Alvarez for Felix Alvarez. They are putting out a manhunt on him, and Sean makes the observation that. It's not likely on him because what a stalker's just gonna murder the person he's stalking. He says that, but I'm like, that actually happens all the time. Yeah, it happens <laughs> like, like all the time. Famous examples of that. Yeah, like um, <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, I was gonna make a light of an example, but that would be bad. Um, Which one was it, Dominique Dunn? Or... Yes, I was gonna say like, why? Anyway. Why is one fifth of the Poltergeist cast dead? <laughs> like, okay. I just I mean, <laughs> that was the first one I actually thought of instead of like yeah. Mark David Chapman or whatever. But yeah, because I because I think the guy was like also had been arrested before for being her stalker, so it was like a basically this exact situation. Um, yeah, and sure. so yeah. Anyway, um, Sean goes into the police office and tries to, to convince him it's not Felix. He, um, when he learns they're doing a manhunt, he tries to project Tommy Lee Jones. Doesn't actually do it that well. It's honestly not that good of an impression of Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. I'm a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they do, um, they do see, he looks at some crime scene photos. Uh, and at this time, Henry shows up to give Lasseter a hat because they're going out to catch him snapper next, next time. Yeah, and it's apparently it's Sean's hat, but obviously he's not going to be using it. He doesn't have uh, he doesn't have this kind of hat in his repertoire. Let's just say. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Gus is back at his play at back at the retreat, doing some exercises. And Sean shows up, and um, he pretends to be Jerry Hathaway, which is a full on character he does. Yeah, it's a whole thing, and it kind of goes on a little too long for my I taste. Agree. Um shades of monk there um and yeah so he bullshits his way just not to sound like he's whatever he just bullshits his way through it um and so they suggest he suggests that he's like such a huge fan of gus and that he wants to do the uh mine minefield obstacle correct yes yeah um which is not super important or interesting or anything um and they figure that they need to get out of there to Mm. uh 
they need to get out of there because it's obvious that Felix wasn't the person yeah. and whoever is involved knows that Deanna is, isn't dead. So she's going to wake up. So they need to make sure that she doesn't get killed before she can ID exactly. who did it to her. And so Sean makes up that uh, Burton's grandmother um, got injured teaching line dancing, um, which she's Shortly after breaking her hip. Exactly. Um, and so we cut to the police station and Felix got arrested um, his mom, of course, is insisting that he's a good boy. And then Sean feels his head, says a bunch of Spanish names like Enrique and other things like that. Um, and, yeah. uh, which like in universe is bad because his name, he's just Sean Spencer. It's not as bad given that James Rodé Rodriguez is Hispanic, but it, in the universe, it is a white guy doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I was but anyway, to say like tacos, burritos and shit like that. Exactly. Um, but Sean says he's not lying, that he didn't attack Deanna. Yeah. Uh, And unfortunately for him, (laughs) or for Felix, uh, they found the trophy that she was bludgeoned with in his car. Yeah. So, yeah. You've heard of a smoking gun? Uh, It's a smoking trophy. Smoke. Oh, a smoking trophy. That's a great idea. You think at, like, the International Vape Awards, they have a smoking trophy? You know how, like, um, the Nickelodeon, the Kids' Choice Awards, it's a blimp, it's a kaleidoscope you can look through? Or at the Vape Awards, the trophy is, well, that's a thing, and the trophy is a vape you can vape. That Food would be fucking sick. Oh, I sick. remember that the, the High Times Awards, I believe, is a bong. It's a bong, yeah. 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 More trophies should be useful, and Oscars should be something you can use. So... Sean and Juliet have a classic, you know, Park Bench, JFK type scene where, you know, they're meeting surreptitiously. Uh, Park Bench, JFK? What the fuck does that mean? In the film JFK, when Kevin Costner... Oh, well. Great movie. It's fucking crazy, and Oliver Stone probably should be in jail for it, but it's a great movie. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the... Sean is like, you know, the Raven Crows only at midnight cackle for me, like doing a little secret stuff. And they meet and they talk about um, the files that apparently Felix, his counselor, said that he's basically healed, that he's not having issues anymore. And importantly, he's on dialysis and that he had just had a dialysis session that day before. So it's very unlikely he'd be able to assault someone. Yeah, he wouldn't have the strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Exactly. The dialysis thing, sure. I'll buy mm-hmm. that. Like the whole someone being rehabilitated like that's not ironclad whatsoever of course not. Um, yeah uh so yeah it doesn't look it looks like felix got framed it's not good yeah um and so and because they think that it is felix the police have taken the 24 hour like guard um mm. from deanna's room um and they only have deanna's dad there to watch over her which you know mm-hmm. he seems like he's in good shape i don't think you'd stop like a nosebleed let's just yeah. be real yeah, exactly. Um, and so Sean gets the paperwork on Felix's first break-in, um, and he, compl- he immediately realizes they're not committed by the same person. The crime scenes just don't look anything similar. And Sean is like, you know, if this is a frame job, uh, and Juliet can't agree to that necessarily because she's a police officer, but she is encouraging him. And then she points out something important, which is that roosters don't cackle, the cockadoodle do. Aw, they're flirting. Exactly. And the thing is, I the thing I like about their flirting in the show, it's a thing that I think so many different movies and TV shows get wrong about relationships like this, is that 
they the characters need to find each other funny in universe. Like the thing about Juliet is even when Sean's being annoying, if you watch her face in a lot of those scenes, she is yeah. amused by him. And yeah. I think if that wasn't the case, if it was just like she was always annoyed, I, like so many times it's like the guy is like zany and it's like eye roll, eye roll, eye roll, and then they kiss him and it's sixty. And it's like no, I don't believe that. She actually does find him funny, which I think is what makes it work for me. Um, I agree. But anyway, agree. we cut to Henry's house, and Henry and Lassie are just chopping it up over some snapper. Yeah, they're they're snapping it up, um, and you know, obviously Sean's jealous of this relationship, and uh, he mentions that he wants a word with. Uh, Henry alone so they go inside and Sean notices right away that I mean I honestly kind of shocked that they were able to develop or print photos that quickly Mm -hmm. Um, I know it was 2007 or whatever but uh, I don't think Henry seems like the type to have like a photo printer in his house no yeah no definitely not but yeah, anyway, he has, he, he has a photo of of them two holding up the snapper that they caught. Who mm-hmm. that is now, you know, uh, snapper. It's a big way. snapper. It's a big snapper for the record. Is it okay? I thought it was like yes, kind of mid. But no, uh, it looks it looks fairly big. I mean, I don't know what the regulations are of what you're allowed to catch and what have you, but it looks pretty big. Um, oh, I forgot that yeah. thing. Anyway, Sean is like that. These cases, they don't look like they're the same person. Um, but there's nothing that they can prove. And Henry points out that the police report is someone else's point of view, not your own. So he does the close your eyes and what do you see thing. And the big difference immediately is that the break-in, the initial break-in at the house was super messy. And this other one was super clean and organized. Um, but when he thinks about the second scene again, what is the difference? What is the thing that pops out to him? Uh, it's like the shadows in the Mm -hmm. talk, in the photos of it. Yes. And more importantly, there is uh, a photo missing from the shelves. Like exactly, there. like there were six. I want to say in the seven in, when the, they were there, seven originally, and then six afterwards. Seven originally, and then six afterwards. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, Sean. I guess this helps Sean because he just laughs and and he and he takes off. Yes, and so they go um, to the part. They break into the apartment. Him and Gus and. Sean tries to get Gus to lay on the floor like Deanna, um, and Gus doesn't want to because they are Wolf Windbreaker. Um, but he he basically points out the shadows are in all the wrong spots for the time, and then they notice that the clocks around the apartment are wrong. Yeah, they're showing off at like two fifteen p.m., mm-hmm. and that's around the same time that they were there the last time that they were there, mm-hmm. um, and it's yeah it's it's bizarre um and that's when we kind of noticed that the photos thing then um mm-hmm. and then i guess the landlord walks in is that who well that is? sean gets gus to lay down in a supine position and uh sean doesn't know what supine means um which is funny and they look at yeah they, and then that's the landlord comes in he convinces him that gus is dead it's a little just a funny scene but then yeah. Sean looks at the photo of the Indian restaurant across the street and the like little Christmassy lights in the bushes are on, but mm. they're not on right now. That's strange. Yeah. And yeah. So? So they go over to the Indian restaurant um, to go get some samosas uh, mm-hmm. with the red onion chutney, which sounds absolutely disgusting. Not the samosa part, the red onion chutney. I hate onions. Yeah. Um, but no, actually they're there and Sean asks like, hey, do you guys have the lights on all the time? And the hostess mentions that they only turn them on at 5.15 for dinner service. And he's like making sure that that's 
100% the case. And he says, yes, they're on a, or she says that, yes, they're on a timer. So that's, it's just 5.15. That's when it starts. So yeah. timelines are off. So Sean goes into the police station and he basically, in Gus says that there's an anomaly in the space-time continuum, um, that the photos are lying and the bludgeoner is close. And he just immediately brings them to the photographer uh, who is sitting right there, dumbfounded. Um, Shocked that yeah. the photographer has a desk right there. Great point. I agree. Somewhere. I agree. But yeah, Sean goes right into his explanation. Yeah. So the clue was the shadows and the lamps from the wrong Oh, wait, sorry. Um, okay, so the, basically what it is is that she was seeing him. Um, I forgot how they met. Did it say how they met? They met, yeah, because she said he says, I've never met her before, and Gus is like, yes, you def- you actually have because you took the photos from the original break the original stalking, yeah, yeah, for the first break-in, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they met then. They started dating shortly after that, and he was the one that was responsible. Obviously, police officers don't make as much as tennis players. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no, seen... yeah, 147 in the world, she's making a lot of money. No, not, oh, Doug is making a lot more, though. Yeah, oh, for sure, yes. Yeah, 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 okay. So, um, so basically, he was the one that was responsible for the cheap jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he showed up that day t- at, at the apartment that she was staying at with the fellow, with her fellow tour mm-hmm. member, um, she was breaking up with him because she, she fell in love with uh, Doug. And he couldn't have that. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, takes a trophy and bludgeons her to death or near death. Um, and he knew, I mean, he's a crime scene guy. So he knew how to cover his tracks more or less. So he mm-hmm. staged everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he noticed that in one of the photos, the missing photo, uh, his bag with his initials were in the background of that photo. Well, probably he realized that after the crime scene, he, or after they already processed the crime scene. So he had to go right. back later, and that's why he right. changed the clocks because he had to make it. He had to take new photos. Um, right. Yeah. And so the problem, of course, as we've talked about, the shadows are in the wrong place. Um, they're they're five fifteen shadows. They're not two fifteen shadows. And he forgot to reset the clocks, um, and so he gets taken into custody. Yep. And yeah, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Yes. Uh, which is what Gus says. And then we caught to Henry. He's asleep. Um, you know, he's his back's out of whack. He's been, you know, uh, f- fishing on the brain. We learned that the photographer confessed everything. And he actually had a hospital badge, a fake one, at his house. So he was going to try to kill her. So good thing they stopped. And then Carlton comes to return the fishing rod. Yeah, he's there, um, and Sean's like, yo, what the hell, like, why are you doing that? And he's basically saying that Henry managed to take all the fun out of fishing, which I didn't realize fun was associated with fishing. Yeah. I, I thought it was more of, like, a con- con- contemplative, contemplative kind of deal. Yeah. Um, activity that you do. Um, and so he's kind of insulting him, and Sean says, whoa, 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 take it easy, that's my dad. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lassie mentions, now he might understand why Sean is the way that he yes. is. Yes. And then so we cut to uh, Burton Guster showing back up at the trust uh, exercise place. We learned that the head of it uh, snapped a rubber band in someone's face in their cornea was injured. <laughs> Not great. Um, no. But uh, apparently the grandmother got hurt again doing chin-ups. Um, but his boss... It's like, you know what, you care so much about, you were willing to miss this entire weekend just to help your grandmother. You really care about people. I'm going to give you 
this the good the good doctors right like the you know the pill pushers doctors route so good for him <laughs> yeah uh i was avoiding saying i was gonna say the good doctor but i'm like no he's freddie highmore is not on his route so yeah 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 i was gonna make that was gonna say that too um which is great i guess he'll have you know it's it's more on his way it's closer to his, to his grandmother's house um which mm-hmm. you know that's fantastic and so now i don't know what the guy's name is what was his name who doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The camp guy or whatever, the the higher up wants mm-hmm. Gus and his grandmother to join them for a nice fondue dinner, um, which is great. But unfortunately for them, or uh, for Gus, uh, mm-hmm. one of his grandmothers is dead and the other one's in Jamaica. So I guess he's got to pony up the dough to bring her out here. Yes, which I, I believe is like one, of, one of the first p- bits that is from the actor's real life because Dooley Hill is obviously Jamaican. Um, and, uh, I think, I, I mean, Dulé is, I feel Dulé like, is name? I don't know. Th- that. I think so. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a, maybe it's a confirmation bias just cause I know that he's Jamaican. Cause they'll say this, yeah. there is a Gus nickname that is one of the most famous ones on the show. That is one of his real life Jamaican aunts, real names that I think about all the time. So I, but I'll tell you what it is. It's truly one of the top five nicknames in the show. And it is actually just one of Dulé Hill's real aunts. Um, okay. so. Anyway, uh, they end up leaving, and they're gonna have a battleship rematch, and that's the end of the episode. Which you give what out of ten? Uh, I gave it a seven point five. So did I. Pretty standard episode. I think what it is is I'm just like I'm waiting for like something a little bit more salacious, something a little bit with some more teeth in it, like some more like worse crimes. Yeah, I mean you kind of get that. There's I would say that there's more murders as the show goes on. There's less petty crimes as the show goes on. And I also think yeah, that the episode's more we stylish. Want assist, we don't want attempted murder. We want we want the real deal. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to remember if there's a murder in the next one. I know in the f- season finale there's a murder. Um. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get that. And then there's some murder. There's a murder. There's uh, no. Then the premiere is just another attempted murder. But it's one of the it's a great episodes. So it's fine. But yeah, well, there would be some murders. But uh, okay. if you want to hear us talk about those murders, make sure you follow us at at First Psych on Twitter. Andre, we will follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at Jay Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more important than that, tune in next time as we talk about poker. I hardly know her. <laughs>